Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is the weekly Star Wars podcast. I hope that you are keeping well and safe. Welcome to episode 109. My name's Gary, one of your hosts for this week. We are both back, not in the Falcon, got told off for that. I think we're now in the slightly beat up A-Wing, slightly scuffed up 1970s A-Wing, I think. Yeah, so we're back. We're back for another week and we've got some pretty cool news to go through this week. It's going to be another one of those newsy weeks. And we have a few stories to get through. There is one. There's always one. There's one of those uh, rumor stories, which is amazing, and it's pretty much oh, a no. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much a carbon copy of what we had last week. It's just told slightly differently on a different website. Uh, so let's give them some clicks. Let's uh, tell you about it. Give them some clicks, and um, they can get their uh, they can get their their salary paid because they got their clicks this week so let's do that otherwise we have got some really cool um locationy stuff it seems like they're really ramping up the production out in the field for certain shows which is good and we've got a bit of a history tour going back to a couple of bits that happened when star wars first came to be before we crack on with all that my co-host is here we're both here this week mr mark how are you doing buddy I'm all right, mate, actually. Um, looking forward to getting to some of these rumours um, that we always hear. I'm waiting for the day that it's something that is, that they, they, you know, when they run out of stuff and they really can't do anything but quite simply make it up. Like, welcome to the YouTube channel. This is me, Fan Zero, and I am here today with some big news. Kathleen Kennedy confirmed as great-great-granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine's cousin, that's right, she had it coming all along. Is it any surprise that she wants to ruin the franchise? Like, that is where we're descending to at the minute. You know what I mean? It's like, What I'd be fascinated by, right, is imagine if Star Wars just went, right, no news. We're going to do an embargo, there's going to be nothing for two weeks. What would happen? Because that then would be the rumour mill. Like, I almost want that to happen. So that people just, like, see how much of this hyperbolic stuff comes up. Like, what would they make up in that two weeks? You know what I'm saying? It'd be a fascinating social experiment. I'll read you, man. It would be fascinating because, well, first of all, the rumour would be why the embargo was in place in the first place. That would be the rumour. Yeah, so if yeah, Lucas, like yeah, if Lucasfilm were like, you know, we're shutting down shop for a couple of weeks, then that would be why they shutting down shop. What's Kathleen Kennedy done now? So that would, so that would in, in itself cause a bunch of rumours. But yeah, then it would really be like just amazing to see what, what would be going. If they did it for a month, right? Because a couple of weeks would be, they, you would still get the tail end of some stories coming up. If, you, if they just shut down, shut everything down for a month, by week two, as you go into week three, all of these websites and YouTube channels, I mean, frick. It would it would be so hilariously. It would either go one or two ways, wouldn't it? It would either be just tumbleweed. But you guys are quiet at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> well, we've got nothing to base our ridiculous rumours on. Or it would go nuts. There'd be like like at least two weeks out of that month of um, <laughs> like even more ridiculous rumours than we have now. It'd be so funny. <laughs> Turns out Luke Skywalker is the inventor of blue milk and was poisoning the galaxy all along, as revealed in this obscure Star Wars comic released this week. And the panel in the comic is basically Luke going, yeah, this blue milk's nice. You know what I mean? That's the jump that they make. It was like last week with that Grogu stuff. Star Wars just teased Grogu did this. Or, you know, no, 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 no. No, he actually clearly 
did not. It did not actually do. So imagine, right, that you do this in politics, which, you know, granted, you probably do. Then imagine that you do it in, like, business and other stuff. Like, there are words for that where you can get into bad legal trouble. Course, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Oh, anyway, I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Crazy life, isn't it? It's nuts, mate, honestly. It's, I had to let him go in the end. He was terrible. What have you been doing this week, then? Star Warsy. Not everything. I don't want to know everything. You wouldn't want to know everything, mate. No. Well, that'd be ridiculous. Clean the car. You got, on a, you got one of those fancy fast estate cars now, and your motorway cruiser. Getting in the fast lane. Ding, 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 ding. Do you call it the Star Destroyer? Is that what you call it? No, call it the Batmobile, actually, because it's black. Wow. And it looks sick. It's my favourite model as well. Yeah, I love the look of it. I love that older. For those wondering, scratching their heads, I picked up a second, third-hand BMW recently, and it's the 2011, 2011 M Sport. Oh. E91 320D estate touring wagon, whatever you want to call it. I love that look. Have you got anything more specific on that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's called different things in different countries, so I have to, uh, to accommodate for our global listenership. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's called the They'll Batman. be all on Parkers now. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, get on Parkers. There's a section on Parkers dedicated to uh, nicknames for this type of car. Number one. Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, what were you saying? What were you asking? No, this week. What have you been doing? Uh, yeah, I've been driving yeah. on a motorway a little bit. Yeah, in the Batmobile. That's all good. Uh, Star Warsy stuff. Um, now I've done. I've done now, dude. Now Star Warsy. I haven't no? even watched episode six of the Bad Batch that went out today. Another chance. Oh, I've not to either. Actually. Yeah. yeah. We need to talk about that still. We need to talk about... Yeah, we do. Yeah. Let's just do a series rundown at the end. Let's just do that, because we're not going to get around to doing... Because it'd be weird now to review episodes two to six next week and then not do one for yeah, a week, you true. know what I mean? Be a bit messy. And it's also, it's not quite like The Mandalorian. Like, it's not as long, and it's there's not that much goes off because it's like a bit of a kid's show. So, like, the last couple of weeks have just been, like, the classic sort of kid's show scenario there's nothing wrong with that clone wars had a lot of those episodes so you're right like there's not that much to unpack with it all is there yeah um, i'm up for that we'll do a series rundown then yeah okay. last week was Good. pretty cool though very cute very cute little rancor little little kitty moochie moochie that's it moochie's the rancor one him rankers it was anyway. You're a ranker wanker. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna call you from now on. He's a ranker wanker. Not a be- not a beamer. Not a death to the indicator. Uh, He's yeah. a ranker wanker. I still use my turning signals. Thank you very much. Yeah, just not for what you intended to use them for. Because now you're a BMW owner. You you basically only use them to just aid the flashing when you're behind someone in the middle lane of the motorway. You're like all lights on. Let's get this dick to move. Is that and it? you're just like. Yeah. You're making a point. You're like, flip, flip the boot because you've got the big tourer, which launches in turn like an oil slick over the car into the person in front of you. And then you Batmobile over it because it's got that turbo boost from Knight Rider on it. That was on the 2011 model. To go in, to coincide with that, now that I have got a BMW, I would be in that lane anyway, regardless of speed. That's true, and you wouldn't be indicating even if you did move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up anyway, you and your Tesla. Well, me and the Tesla, we eat BMWs for breakfast sometimes when we're allowed out, and we do go out because we can afford the electric, which we can't. It's expensive, so I don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, off the lights, mate, you might be all right, but... Well, that's the thing. <clears throat> if you got a Tesla, it's like, do you want to cook some food tonight? No, I can't. I've got to go out tomorrow. You know what I mean? Because it's it's really? the and it's well. Why have you not got any clean clothes? Well, I had to charge the car up, didn't I? So it's one. It is one or the other. It is one or the other. Oh, well. What about um? You must get like a tariff, like an electricity tariff that give you like a cheaper bit throughout the night or the early morning, whatever. Yeah, you do get it at night. You do get it half twelve to half four, and uh, well, how long that's when it I use you? it. How long does it take to charge? Well, it depends how far you go. See, that's the problem. It's like, I imagine this is like, I'm, I'm waiting for some sort of rocket fuel. Like, you don't get this with the hyperdrives, do you? Or the big star destroyers. Like, what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? The bit that they cut from that, 
was Yoda. And he was like, <laughs> Star Destroyers charged up there or not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There was none of that problem because Windu was like, motherfucker, charge up the destroyer. You know what I mean? <laughs> there was none of that. There was none of that. Didn't have to. We have, yeah. we've, not, we've not advanced to that as yet. Yeah. The old Star Destroyer, the plug-in hybrid, eh? flies on rocket fuel at under 30 mile an hour (laughs) yeah that's what all of those dudes when it just does a a camera sort of pan through and you see all of the workers and they've got all those screens with all the buttons and you think that's just generic sci-fi crap it's not it's those things that tell you like the 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 ratio between what's the what the battery's using and what the fuel's using and the mixture and all that you know how it works yeah and it takes 50 people to do it. And you can imagine, like, I'm having an argument on the bridge about, like, you know, like, you have an argument about the air con. Like, well, don't put the air con on. I put the windows down. Why? Because it uses fuel, all right? It, you, it's, it's one or the other, and I'd prefer the windows between you and me, all right? You can imagine that on the same, on the bridge, can't you? Like, the weapons operator's like, and charge your torpedoes. Don't know about that, actually, because we used a tractor beam, didn't we? What about, like, what about if we just use the lasers? I don't know. That's a, that is another big <laughs> Star Destroyer. I don't know if that's going to work. Yeah, I know that, but they mentioned the droid attack on the Wookiees, and we got to get there. He's going to want to stop for ice cream, I guarantee it, and that's out of the way. So let's just use the lasers, Dave. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? And when we come out of hyperdrive, it's like, are we going to demist the windows or what? Nope, because that uses a bit more, bit more power. We're going to need lasers Leave later. Leave the demist in. Put, just send the droid out with the squeegee. <laughs> it'll be, it'll take a bit longer, but we're saving a bit, aren't we? We're saving a bit. And he's got to go into that meditation chamber. Don't tell him I've mentioned it, but we all know he uses it on the sly. He's putting it on in the in, in the high-priced hours. Yeah. Yeah. Can't say anything to him, though, can he? Because he's the boss. That's it. And then when we get back to Coruscant, it's like, what's going on? It's like we're on, we're with Bulb, but we're thinking of flicking over to Octopus. I don't know, but until then, who's going to do the switch though? Because I've not got time to do it. I've got to maintain. I've got to maintain the lasers, the torpedoes. I've got to change all of the wheels on this thing for when this lands. So you do it. Get, oh, I can't. My internet's broken. Didn't charge my phone up. <laughs> get the intern to do it on his Android-based device. Dave, you know you counted up all the buttons in the Falcon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another little job for you. Yeah, another one. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, man. That could be a real funny, like, little satire sketch show. Like the the behind the scenes of the... Not a proper behind the scenes, but, you know, a day in the life of, like, a Death Star or a Star Destroyer. Like, managerial. Like a sub-manager. Not manager level where it's boring, but, Yeah, you know. middle management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Brent on the on oh, like mate, the Death Star, dude. Oh God, that is it. That's <laughs> the one, man. Can you imagine like the characters of the office working on a Star Destroyer? Frick! Oh look, here comes Tatooine down the motorway. What's <laughs> a travel? Oh man, we need to stop this now. Yeah, because this is going to be Sorry, the show. Like otherwise, yep. Fifty minutes in, nearly. Sorry, everyone listening. So's everyone. This is what our Patreons pay for. I think. We think, yeah. Yeah, and this is the public show, so sorry, everyone. (laughs) Right, but let's, okay, line drawn on that. We'll we'll stick a pin in that, though, for sure. Come back to that one. Before we crack on with all the news and stuff, like I said, I hope you're keeping well. hope you're keeping safe and healthy. We did have a bit of a, here in the UK anyway, we had a bit of a, uh, a quiet period with the old COVID. But now it looks like we might be heading towards a third wave, which I hope we don't. But So wherever you are in the world, hope you're keeping safe and healthy. But it's good to have you here as a listener, as always. And remember to subscribe to our show. You can listen for free and follow and subscribe and all that jazz in whatever app you get your podcasts on. Or just do a search for Spark of Rebellion. You'll find us on there. We'd love to have you as a follower of the show. That way you won't miss it when it lands every Saturday in whatever app you listen on. And we're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Come and get involved over there. And if you want to support the show, if you like Spark of Rebellion, then you can do that at the moment over on our Patreon page, which is sparkofrebellion forward slash. No, it isn't. It's patreon.com 
forward slash spark of rebellion. So I've got some functionality with Captivate in my head already, some future stuff. And it's I was thinking about that in the shower this morning. There you no go. Shit. There you go. So I was like, yeah. should we do that? We should do, shouldn't we? Should do, yeah. Sparkrebellion.com forward anyway. That's for that's round the corner. So keep so keep that's for next week. Yeah. So anyway, this week if you want to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. You can jump on from various tiers there. One dollar upwards and uh, yeah, you'll just see a bunch of cool stuff that you can get involved in there. We'd love to have you as, as a supporter. And thank you so much to our current patrons as well. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much for the for the ongoing support. It's awesome. So let's crack on with some news, bud. The first one's not really news, but it's a bit. It's one of those things that StarWars.com put out throughout the year when we've got a public holiday or something coming up. And this time they've done a Father's Day gift guide. In actual fact, it's called the Star Wars Father's Day Gift Guide 2021, not to be confused with 2020, because those products might be out of production now. So they've got a raft of stuff here, about a dozen things. Some of them are pretty cool. Some of them are a bit like, you know, if Nat got me one of these, I'd be like, what are you doing? This is unacceptable. So a couple it's of these. It's a tie, it? It's the, yeah, you nailed it off the bat. So you can mm. bag yourself or give this list to somebody to bag for you uh, the first one is the mandalorian silk tie in gray no less mm. by a company Classic. called cufflinks which is confusing well i thought that because i was like oh it comes with cufflinks and i looked at it i was like oh do you know what as it happens it's not it's just a tie mm. it's a funny one this though because if you think about it like you and me are looking at this and thinking did no get a tie <laughs> don't want one but, like, if we had to wear a tie, if we were a civil servant, Gaz, we'd probably get this and be like, it's an inside, a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink, innit? That's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it's great for that. A little kind of, yeah, we got on an event, we got a, an awards ceremony coming up. Yeah. Let's all bag ourselves some Mandalorian ties. Awesome. In in the in group, the in on the joke, it's all like, yeah, wink, got the old Star Wars Mandalorian tie on. But when somebody who knows what it is, so the the pattern on the tie is the skull, the uh, you know the mythosaur, whatever it is, Boba Fett, you know the army, you know all that stuff. It's the skull. I think it's a mythosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a repeating pattern. Somebody will recognise that, and they'll be like, "Fuck me! Look at this lot! Look at this lot!" It'll be a laughing stock then. Did it to a guy in Wix two weeks ago. Went in, ate lots of plasterboard. Yes, please. Four ninety seven a sheet. Pfft, yep. Went in, nine mil, and uh, I've got my surgical face mask on because I'd nipped straight out from surgery. Nipped in, wheeling it down there, and on the old flatbed. I'm like, all right. He's like, all right. I said, is that an imperial uh, face mask you've got on there? He said, yeah. I went, good. See you later. And that were it. And it, that is exactly what happened. <laughs> Are you sure? Not joking. Are you sure? Oh, what? I swear that is what happened because he was like, because he was with a customer. So, you know, it was like one of those interruption things. And you can see Debbie or whoever, you know, whoever she was, she's like, look, mate, I'll ask for some silicon and some grout. This guy's taking me to it. Why are you interrupting him? So we just had that little bit of understanding. He knew that I knew that he knew that I was up for it, but he had to leave. But you were constrained by time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And Debbie. But this is a similar scenario. You rock up at the awards ceremony. You're like, all right, <clears throat> not bad, Peter. You. Good. Nice tie. Yeah, it is. Don't you wish you had one? And that's it. Yeah. Enough said. You just get a drink, part your ways. And then about three days later, oh, I didn't tell you, did I, Julie? Bumped into a fella the other day. You've seen The Mandalorian, haven't you? You have. That one with the, the, the helmet, the little. Yeah, that's it. The green, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a guy at the awards ceremony, right? He had, a, he had the logo on a tie in a repeating pattern. Yep. Yeah, I'll do the washing. Yep. See you later. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the life of, that's that's our life. That is, the, yeah. Yeah. And every every single story seems to end also with something along the lines of, well, he didn't have to say anything else. He read between the lines. We, right between the lines. Yeah, we knew. We're on the same wavelength, if there is a wavelength. Yeah, we both knew. Enough said. He knew that I knew about him thinking that I might know that he thought that I might know. 
And that was it. That's ex- we were off to the races, yeah. best friends forever. I asked him if he got a Twitter account. He said no. So probably not see him again. That's it in this day and age, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, will I see you around again? Probably not. Well, probably not. Are you on Tinder? Wouldn't have thought so, no. There you go. Email, yeah. Star Wars fan 57 at AOL.net. Hit me up. AOL. Give me a blue yonder. What's your email address? Mark 771675126363 hashtag at blueyonder.co.uk. Are you sure? Nah, I think I got that wrong, actually, mate. <laughs> yeah, you're all the digits but one out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know which one. Yeah. Scruffy Neufreude at compusherif.com. CompuServe. CompuServe. Love it. Anyway, some other items on the list, other than the tie, which look kind of cool. So we've got the, there's a common thing the last year or so, these little uh, video game controller holders. I've seen a Stormtrooper one. I've seen a Darth Maul one. We've now got a wee little Grogu one. But it's very rude, in my opinion. Mm. Very rude. If you look at the picture, because all these other little statues that you've got, you've got the character with their arms held out, and then you pop the little controller or your phone mm. in their arms. Grogu's not where. What's holding this controller up? Well, I think it's his little <laughs> green penis. <laughs> but I think they're trying to imply it's the force when it's clearly it's clearly his, his penis. Yes, which is you know wrong. what I mean. This is wrong. But that's what it looks like. I'm not going to lie. Truthful, always. Uh, You can also get uh, a build-your-own R2-D2, which is cool. Uh, I think this is one of those, you know, you buy the magazine every fortnight or every month and you get a part in it. And then after like, you know, after 14 years of buying them, you get your last bit, put it together. Bosh. So that's that. Uh, you've also got a little statue from Gentle Giant. This one looks really cool, actually. It's Darth Vader up on the little platform from, is nice. from Empire. Yeah, it looks very cool. 16 inches, apparently, uh, which is always good. Uh, you've got Impressive. some pyjamas, some lounge pants. Again, the Mandalorian. Focus very much on Boba and the Mandalorian, this list. And also, uh, Father's Day pop-up, pop-up card. Again, in the style of the Mandalorian. Featuring the Mandalorian and Grogu. Which is nice. Those Mandalorian pajamas are crap. Aren't they shite then? Well, rewind to my opening statement. Some of them are okay. Yeah. Other them are, you know, other ones are a little bit. They're just ones that you wouldn't you wouldn't gravitate to, but someone would definitely buy you them because they know you like Star Wars, but they don't know you well enough to know what you like exactly about Star Wars. That you happens know? a lot. Yeah. Christmas morning. Oh, this is the Star Wars annual. Brilliant. You've bought me that because you know I like Star Wars, but you don't know that I don't like the annuals. 1989. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, it happens all the time. Do you, and it's not to sound ungrateful because I love it, but do you not <laughs> think it's one of those things that happens a lot when... So, you know, like you might mention to your mum that you played golf back in like 1981. So now every year she gets you three golf balls, a tea set, a golf club and some socks. Because he was in, he's into golf. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them, in it? And every year it rotates. It's like, oh, I, yeah, I read a book on, uh, read a Batman book. And so, and then it seeps through the family then. Like your mum tells your sister, your sister tells your brother, your brother tells other people. So then this year, all you get is Batman stuff. You know, that's brilliant. I do like Batman, but too much of a good thing, you know? And then you end up with two of the same thing. And then you've got to do that awkward thing where when, when each of them come round, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's the I got two of them, but that's the one that you got me. And then you say the same to the other person. And then the other person's the one that's watching it on eBay just to make it. It's just orcs, man. It's a vicious circle, really. And it is vicious. It's, it, it is. It is vicious, yeah. Just it's nothing offensive. Around, yeah. I remember getting Batman coasters one year. Oh. And that was after I got some Star Wars coasters. And then before oh, that, I got to... some something else, some other coasters. So subsequently, I've got a stack of like twenty, like twenty-five high of different coasters. I don't own twenty-five mugs, and I don't have room for twenty-five 
drinks at any one time. So thanks. That is the problem. That is the problem, isn't it? I um these there's probably two or three. So these Mobifox uh, Apple Watch bands. Sam got me a Rebellion one of these, and they come with the old application for the iPhone. You know, to download watch faces. Some of them are actually pretty cool. I actually quite like these. Um, and I was, I, I really liked the one that Sam got me. But the two that stand out to me are: I would one hundred percent buy that sixteen-inch Vader statue, like without a shadow of a doubt, I'd have that. Uh, but the other one is that Xbox controller, not the Grogu stand, but the actual, there's a, a limited edition 50th fiftieth um, birthday Lucasfilm uh, Star Wars Xbox controller with the, the, the charging mount. Like, I would actually have that. It's $180, but I would, if I was in the market for it, I would actually get that because I quite like that. It looks badass, that. Yeah, I like the stand as well. The stand's got the old logo on it, which is really nice. You don't see that very often these days so that's very cool dude have you seen how much the start the um vader statue is uh was it 25 quid max well top end topping out at 600 bucks no yeah it's only 16 inches bud well what you're actually getting is you're paying nearly 40 quid you're paying nearly 40 quid an inch well it's about my normal rate well, I only make forty quid, maybe. so that's the, that's the end of that. <laughs> story. <laughs> anyway, Star Wars uh, uh, limited edition Razor <laughs> Lucasfilm fiftieth anniversary uh, controller and stand. I must admit, dude, I'm up for that one. If it just wasn't one hundred and eighty dollars, why is Star Wars stuff so expensive, man? It's like. Can't get me head around it. Uh, well, we do know why, because George Lucas started the precedent back in the day of like we're going to charge through the nose for everything because people will pay it without a shadow of a doubt. So now it's like, and they really will. They will, yeah. We will, yeah, yeah. yeah and there's nothing else on the list really. Um, we got some. Uh, we've got some. Uh, what are they? The Funko Pops, as you would expect, uh, a new series of yeah. those. We've got another couple of T-shirts, and we've got a pinball game. Which is pretty cool, I suppose. It's a VR game, that. VR makes me feel sick. Do you know what's hilarious about today? We're like half an hour in and we've not said anything. <laughs> We're one story in. <laughs> yeah, and we just waffled like, yeah. It's one of those weeks. It feels like it's I'm up needed. for it. Yeah, yeah, up for it. It's because it's warm outside. Everyone's like, ah, oh, it's, you know, oh, tired. Yeah. You get that end of the week. Coming up to the end of Friday, sort of lethargic, nice warm summer approaching vibe. Yeah, yeah. Just need a cold drink. I'm feeling now. it. Yeah, yeah. Cold drink and to uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> that's it. So enjoy. See you later. See you later. <laughs> Shall we talk about some more Star Wars stuff then? While we've got half an hour left to in- try and entertain our listeners. Go on. Then. Uh, some history. This is always cool. We've got a couple of stories here. The first one is um, uh, The Hollywood Reporter. They did a story on when Star Wars was coming out back in the day, 1977. There was, those of you that have seen a couple of documentaries on this will know that uh, it's really weird to say it now, but the industry in terms of uh, cinemas and the people that book all the films that go into the cinemas. Uh, didn't really. They just weren't really feeling Star Wars. weren't really up for it. There just wasn't that. Like nowadays, you know, you just have a little sniff of a blockbuster that's ten years away, and the cinema's like, right, let's pencil that date in. That's for sure happening. But back in the day, you had to have a bit of a surefire, a bit of collateral behind you. And George Lucas has only had one film out at this point, so he wasn't really sort of, you know. A hugely well-known director. So anyway, uh, the Hollywood Reporter has spoken to a few execs for cinema distribution who were uh, buying up all the films and doing the schedule for back then. And uh, there's a common theme that runs through it. It's basically saying that all the cinemas that they worked at, and this is like the Chinese Man Theatre um, in Hollywood. There's also some uh, cinemas in Philadelphia, uh, out in California, all you know, San Francisco, like some big, some big cinemas, and you know, some fairly decent chains, I guess, back in the day. 
basically saying that uh, Star Wars was a bit of a backup film because they had a couple of other films that were uh, sort of the primaries, if you like. Um, one of them that we know about is called The Other Side of Midnight. And that was a that was meant to be like the summer big hit because it was based on a really popular book. Apparently, I've not read it, but um, yeah, it's based on a really successful book. And then Star Wars was meant to be, they note it down here as the B-track for cinema owners. It was like, yeah, you know, The Other Side of Midnight starts to dip down a little bit we've got this thing in our back pocket called star wars which is apparently pretty good um so yeah and then we got a few people that basically go on to say that um uh, it was just a bit of a running joke you know when george lucas went to pitch star wars everyone turned him down but alan ladd jr over at fox um basically said no but nobody heard him said it very softly so they just cracked on and did it and then when it got to the point where it was coming out in the cinemas and they were booking it um they basically said, look, the other side of midnight is our thing. Um, but when it came really close, so when Star Wars was like two weeks out from release date, the hype just blew up. Uh, apparently, there was like a huge um, sort of Chinese whispers that went like a ripple out through all the movie execs, the cinema execs and everything. Basically said Star Wars is badass. It's going to be amazing. So they flipped it around like a couple of cinemas. They moved Star Wars to... Um, the bigger theater and stuff like that. And then two weeks after that, when Star Wars had been out, they just booked up every single cinema with Star Wars. And then it ran for a year, an entire year at the cinema for the for bulk of, of uh, these theaters. So uh, it's a really good, well, I'll link to it in the show notes. It's a really good article. I'm not going to read it all out, but basically five execs from back in the day talking about their experience of, first of all, ignoring Star Wars, thinking it's a bit of a B movie. And then falling over themselves to try and get it in the cinema as long as possible. So I love these little history tours, dude, because we've seen this stuff in documentaries, but they're still going back and talking about this. And these guys are fairly old now, so it's good that they've got this interview in now. But yeah, some good history stuff, dude. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting um, because we, we've said this before, like you said, the history books are fascinating because you, so we see Star Wars for what it is now. Um, it, and I can't, I, like, I sort of can't think of phenomenons outside of maybe like the MCU that that have done this recently. You know, when I, Iron Man was sort of a bit of a punt, and like they even made Cap, you know, they made Captain America interesting when he's clearly not. And you know, they, they sort of made him their Superman. You know, in 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 that him being the central force and that really kind of force for good and hope. Um, outside of that, like, I can't think of an example where something's gone just completely stratospheric that we've been a part of where we didn't think it was going to happen until it happened. Like, I just can't think of one, because like you said, as soon as there's a sniff of a blockbuster, and, and, and even, like, going the other way, like, everything is touted, like, The Rock is a prime example. Like, everything that he is in is touted as being the biggest thing ever because of how they cut the data and how they use The Rock's social presence. So it sort of gets boring. <clears throat> so you don't really know what is a blockbuster. You don't really know what is crazy. Like you sort of just expect a billion dollars for every film. Like when Man of Steel came out and, and like grows six hundred million, you're like, well, that was a flop. Same with Solo and whatever that did, which is unheard of. <clears throat> so it's just it's a, such a different time. And dude, I love these just these trips back, looking uh, at what the expectations were of things like this. I, I'm always a fan of the underdog. Um, you know, it's like when you saw Big Phil win the golf last week and, you know, you see the articles from 2013 that are like, yeah, no one over the age of 50 will ever win a major. And you're like, well, you know, all right. So, like these little underdog stories, you don't expect them to happen. But I can't, I honestly don't think that it will happen again. Because, like, what what, what has done it? What has done it over the last 15 years apart from Iron Man kicking off the MCU? I genuinely can't think of one. I'm sure there are but I just can't think of anything mainstream. No, I think you're right. I think we we might have come close to that with the Blair Witch Project. Remember that? Oh, yeah, good shout. Little indie good film shout. that had really tiny budget and ended up making millions. Nobody even heard of it before it landed. But really there's not small. gone on to do a, like a franchise or anything is what I'm thinking. Oh, right, yeah. You know, they've not, yeah. you know what I mean? Nothing that's become a brand. I read you. I think that's because everybody's so, like, information just moves so freely on stuff. Like, I'm going to come up to a story in a second, the next one, uh, about some memos that went to and fro um, between a few people at Fox back in the day, 1976, a year before it even came out. 
And that was that was your lot back then. You know, if you were really interested in talking to other people within the industry about this stuff, you sent a fax or you sent a proper Classic. memo, you know, by the old uh, carrier pigeon or whatever. Whereas now it's like, you know, everybody's talking to everybody. Like all the studios are talking to all the other studios, all the people behind the scenes. They're all emailing and tweeting and all the rest of it. So you've got no choice but to be clued up on what's coming out. There's not that big surprise thing that just like you said, comes out of nowhere and then blows up to be a huge franchise or brand sort of thing. It's difficult to do it now. I can't imagine it. Like you said, I can't imagine that happening again. It's just too, it's too open, man. It's too, uh, yeah, nothing's locked away anymore. Exactly. Exactly. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. And do you know, it's just come out. I've just been looking at it now. Um, just as we've been talking, the uh, Andy Muschietti, who's directing The Flash, has um, he's, he's teased the Michael Keaton batsuit on his Instagram, uh, which is, first of all, it's badass, but second of all, it's got a splash of blood, which, on yellow. Mm. Now, multiverse, yeah, yep. I'm just, oh, I'm just, you know what I'm saying with that one, that's, that's, are we, are they going to do that? Are they going to bring Watchmen in? But. That, it's really interesting timing because it's literally just come through. Kieran's just sent me and I was just having a quick look because I thought it was pertinent because like the 89 Batman is like a prime example of that where people hammered it and, they, you know, there was no real fandom that, that could access communications outside of really small niche groups. You know, it was letters and faxes and magazines and all that sort of stuff. And it blew up and it like maybe that would have been the sort of thing where if it had been today... It'd have got hammered just like Ledger's Batman did, and but that was a that was a multi hundred million dollar project. You know, it would have got hammered and then come out and spawned. You know, sadly, what turned into a, a disappointing you know few films at the end, but potentially spawned a, a, a franchise. You know, and it's a great example of it. It's a great example of it, and it, it, it's I do I love stuff like this. I'm fascinated by it because, like you said, like we live in this world of uh, instant gratification, and and we we just. We simply don't have the patience to figure out what's going to be a big hit. And, like, there's no cult hits on DVD anymore, or rarely. It's all like, well, it flopped at the cinema. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, dog soldiers and, like, all those kind of things. There's loads of them from that back in the day, but now everything's on demand. You can download, delete, download, delete. It's not the same, man, is it? Not at all, man. Like, torrent a few things, watch them. Well, and then don't know about you, but trash nah, not for me, mate. Nah. Delete the VPN. Wrong. I'm just joking. Never delete that. Never Use delete it, if anything. Yeah. I read you, man. The next story uh, is a bit of a flip side to that, really. So the people that were running the cinemas, they weren't really communicated to that well um, about how big a hit Star Wars potentially could be it was just dumbed down as this kind of weird kid movie. That was the thing that was the, the kind of prevalent thing back in the day with the cinema people was that it's a bit of a kid's movie. It's not, it's not going to be a big uh, uh, sort of multi-generational hit or anything like that. Whereas there was a couple of people that were knocking around um, at 20th Century Fox at the time. And somebody over on Twitter, uh, Charles de Luzerica, um, who's an author and documentarian apparently um, has found these memos, a copy of these memos where um, somebody called, uh, I have their name here somewhere, uh, somebody called, actually they mentioned this guy in the previous article actually, um, bear with, bear with. <laughs> uh, to read some names. Uh, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. There he is. I got it. His name is Peter Myers, Peter S. Myers who's uh, sadly no longer with us, but he was one of the execs at Fox back in 1976. So this is a year out from Star Wars landing in the cinemas. And uh, he was one of the people actually that gave um, whoever he was talking to, he sent this memo to another person who was working at Fox at the time <laughs> and basically said, look, um, I've heard, I'm going to read it all out because there's four pages of it, but I'm just going to pull out a few snippets. It basically says, uh, we get reports on Star Wars from various people who have worked on the film. 
uh, been associated with the company performing uh, service for the film or from friends of producer Gary Kurtz or director George Lucas. Reports have been so gratuitous that I intended to take them with a grain of salt. At the same time, I found our leading and most knowledgeable exhibitors terribly interested in the film, almost to the extent that it is their number one choice for the summer pictures, which goes against what we've just heard. Uh, so that's really interesting. Anyway, he goes on to say that um, Anilad Jr. saw a rough, I love this word, a rough assemblage, assemblage without music, special effects or dubbing. And as a conservative a person as he is, just flipped, claiming it is the best picture he has ever seen. Uh, and then he goes on to say um, uh, the claim that the picture has never uh, the picture has a look never before seen on screen and it is so believable you never feel it is other than the present even though the location and equipment are space in the year 2000 plus believe it or not amazing amazing stuff uh, and then goes on to basically say uh uh look it goes on to say look theaters become unbooked when the blockbuster sure mm-hmm that's the uh, hyperdrive just complaining about certain stuff. Anyway, he goes on to say, theatre's become... Anyway, I, I don't want you to compromise these selling instructions, so please don't tell me about the competition next summer or that the theatres want... Uh, you are already booked. Theatres become unbooked when the blockbuster becomes available and I will relieve, uh, relieve you of your responsibility for not consummating any deal because you held out for the terms of the best picture. Uh, it goes on to say, anyway, uh, before you go on Thanksgiving holiday, just wanted to get this over to you. Essentially, what Peter Myers is saying is he's heard on the grapevine that Star Wars is going to be a belter. And he's like, just ignore everyone else, all the other uh, pictures that are coming next summer. Ignore it. We need to have Star Wars in the bag. Blah, 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 blah. Have a good weekend and I'll see you when you get back. So it's really funny at the end. He's basically saying, look, if you hold out on the deal and you don't manage to bag Star Wars, you're fired. I thought that was hilarious. In not have so a good weekend, ways. though. Yeah, have a good weekend, though. Best wishes from Isla and myself and have a happy holiday. You're fired when you get back. But have a good one. Yeah, see you, see you, see you after the break. <laughs> see you get jobless. All right, jobless. So, <laughs> dude, another trip down. Uh, this is amazing, right? That all of these things are still coming out. Like, how many bits of communication like memos and email or not emails. Come on, Gary. Come on, Gary. How many bits of communication like faxes and email freaking hell that have surfaced since 1976 about Star Wars that we still had not known about until somebody posted them on Twitter. It's amazing. It is. It is cool, man. It is fascinating. And it's, it's, Again, it's one of those things where, you know, when you look back and you're like, well, obviously this is what happened. Like, obviously someone bet on it. Obviously someone chose to to to, to, to hedge their bets and tell the, the team to get involved with it and to make sure they book it and all that stuff. But, you know, like, like we were saying, like back in the day, it just weren't a thing. It just wasn't, no one knew. And it's so hard to appreciate that. It's really, really tough to put yourself in those shoes based on what you already know about Star Wars. Um yeah, it fascinates me, man. Like, I love somewhere, somehow, for, you know, in, in another 50 years, you know, to have all of these collected. Like, the, I know we'll, we'll get, we get them every five, six, ten years, whatever, the, the kind of untold stories and, you know, the st- how Star Wars conquered the universe or the galaxy, you know, those kind of books. Um, but just, like, when we've just got all of these out of the woodwork. And remember, this is a time before Superman, you know, the the the... the the mover that made you believe a man can fly. It's before all that. It's before the superhero trend. It's a bit but Rogers, a bit Flash Gordon. But all that was really fresh. And we look back at that as Star Wars still being relevant, but we ain't watching Buck Rogers now. We ain't watching Flash Gordon now. You know, it's 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 just amazing. It's amazing. And you do you know what it, do you know what it makes really amazing? The foresight of Lucas for how he handled the rights. Like, just the sheer confidence and ballsiness. It's like Robert Downey Jr. taking the, the, the cut of the future stake from the Marvel stuff. And you're just like, how did you know? It's supreme confidence. I love stuff. Honestly, I love stuff like that. It is confidence, isn't it? And I remember him saying that the studio were like, right, we're going to give you a ton more money so that you can have, like, proper director salary, producer salary, whatever. And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't want any of that. I don't want any more money. I don't want any more like special bonus points. 
I just want the rights to the sequels and the merch. You can do whatever, mm. you know, that was it. And they're like, no, no, no. He's like, yeah, you don't believe in the film anyway. So what are you worried about? And he's like, yeah, I'll have that. Thank you very much. I love it. It's, it's, oh, it's, it is. It's fascinating because it's, it, yeah. And that's it. Looking back, you're like, well, of course he did that. But it just, it wasn't a thing. At the time, it just wasn't, was it? It wasn't the done thing. He's just a pioneer, wasn't it? It's just yeah. trailblazing here. Yeah. So we'll put links to the show notes in that stuff. That's a lovely trip down memory. And I'm still amazed that this, they haven't uncovered all of this stuff yet. Even after all these years since the first film, stuff is still coming out. So that's cool. But we'll have a read through. It's fascinating. I'm going to rattle through a couple of quick more, uh, a couple of stories um, quickly. Uh, before we wrap up, the first one is, remember we've got that whole slew of shows that were announced back in whenever it was. We had the huge screen and Kathleen Kennedy was like, here's like a billion shows that are coming on Disney Plus and in the cinema. Well, the first one has fallen to the fate of the Sarlacc pit. Rangers of the New Republic. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Nobody remembers that one. Anyway, it's been trashed. It's been roundly trounced by the other shows that have been worked on over at over at Disney Plus. So Rangers of the New Republic is no more. Smell Good my one, che- smell my cheese. Smell my cheese, smell your my mother. Cheese, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> See the football this weekend? That was liquid oh, football. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Um <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a funny one. It's like, is the the debate is, is it Gina Carano related? Of course it you is. You know, yeah. she's gone. Um, and there was the rumour was that she was going to be the lead. It looked shite, mate, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. It looked shite, didn't, didn't it? it? Yeah. It was the weakest one, apart from maybe Andor. I'm only saying that because we don't know much about Andor. <laughs> you know, we've talked about it before. But, dude, even just based on the logo, we, we said it at the time, it was... It wasn't one that I was that fussed about, you know. It would have just—it would have been a lethal weapon thing, wouldn't it? It'd have been all right. Yeah, probs. Yeah. So anyway, that's been canned. Well, actually, they don't say it's been canned. They've they've tied it up in a nice little bow, just to say it's no longer in active development. It's just a nice way of saying that they've binned it off. Uh, right, this rumor story. This is funny, right? So, inverse.com. These guys do this quite regularly. So the rumour, so Ray's farewell uh, appearance at the end of Rise of Skywalker, well, it didn't go down too well, which they've noted, obviously. And they they compare it to Anakin, you know, big old arc being turned, Anakin turned into Darth Vader, apparently, like a Transformer. Uh, And then Luke, they put it down as he yub-nubbed with the Ewoks. Um, But Ray, it felt like her story was only beginning as soon as it ended. Anyway, good news is the rumour, the rumour, suggests that Ray will return to the Star Wars universe, and here's why it could go down in The Mandalorian Season 3. So the rumour, according to a source by Giant Freaking Robot, Daisy Ridley is currently in talks to reprise her role as Ray in a future Star Wars project. Here's a funny bit. This rumour is unconfirmed, as if you needed to know that, uh, even if the site claims it's from a most trusted source. And then they play along and say, right, you know, there's a bit of a time jump, apparently, between season two and three of The Mandalorian. Within that time jump, when we pick up at the beginning of season three, Ray apparently is knocking around. Links into the disappearance of Cara Dune. Links into proto-Snokes. Clones knocking about. Dude, it's hilarious, man. So one of those things, again, where that's the rumour. No source. Well, flaky source. Dude, they do so much of this inverse, and the stories are, like, interesting to read, like, but they should just put a what if, and I know they do, they're like, well, let's play along in this one. But you're right, it's like, here's an unconfirmed rumour that we're then going to make other stuff up about that could be fun, but then we're going to write a clickbaity article about our speculation about the unconfirmed rumour to get the clicks. It's like total internet trash. But it's interesting to read. I know, granted, you know, they say, let's play along for a second. They're not tricking anyone. 
<clears throat> but it's just like, it's just clicks, isn't it? There's, there's another one here, right, on their website, 28th of May, after the Bad Batch. Spoilers, Moochie, the Rancor from Bad Batch, right? There was a bit of speculation saying that Moochie might be the Rancor from Return of the Jedi. Why would they mention Jabba the Hutt if it wasn't the same Rancor? Star Wars has come out and said it's not, regardless, right? This is the headline that Inverse chose to go with on that one. And if this is not clickbaity, I don't know what it is. Get ready for this, right? Star Wars just made one Return of the Jedi murder even more tragic. <laughs> so now Luke Skywalker doesn't defend himself against a beast that it's fight or flight with, or it's, you know, fight to the death with. No, no, no. Luke Skywalker murdered a rancor. Murdered it. Yep. Ain't it crap? Of course, yeah. And it, they do this all the time. And like I said, they are really fun stories to read and they always cover their asses by going, this is just a bit of speculation. We sort of made it up, but wouldn't be fun if we did. And yeah, it would be fun if we did, but fucking hell. Yeah, it's... it's When actors and people get interviewed about stuff and they go in with that question, so what about this? You know that, that answer that they say all the time? It's like, don't believe what you read in the press or in the media. That's just a blanket statement that you could apply to all of these blogs and YouTube channels, right? Big time. Just big, yeah. So every single article that you click through to, and by the way, as soon as you've done that, it's like mission accomplished for the blog. Let's just be honest. Mm. Yep. Mm. Um, just have a barrel of salt down by your side, right? Because you'll need it. But they're entertaining nonetheless. It's a, it's a laugh, isn't it? It's a laugh just for 30 seconds, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just it's just a it is. And I think as long as we know that it's all right, you know, it's, it's just a shame that when you search Star Wars on Google, you know, and it's in the news, that's news because they've, you know, they've pleased the algorithmic gods and got themselves, you know, sorted out the on-site SEO, aren't we? You know, they've sorted it out so they get in the news article and you're like, "Fucking hell." Yeah, man. Uh, I love the opening line to that article you just mentioned as well. Luke Skywalker is the coldest-hearted murderer in Star Wars. Cool, you man. know why that is, don't you? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It'll be because of the, it'll be like literally the search result snippet. Like that's click fodder. Mm-hmm. I bet that's the meta description as well. We should look at that. Check it out. While Mark's doing that, you source. I am going to stick a pin. You know, I'm going to stick a pin in episode 109. There have been a few other stories, but we're going to ca- we're, we're going to come back to them next week. But anyway, um, that has been episode one hundred and nine. We've um, we've had a bit of a laugh this week at the at the expense of um, some websites and products and rumours and stuff. But however, the the trip down memory lane articles go and read those. They're really interesting. That stuff is very cool. Until we return next week, remember to follow and subscribe. Uh, to our show on whatever podcast app you get your podcasts on you'll find us over at sparkofrebellion.com and there are links there to all those apps anyway uh, that website is mocked up very coolly by our host which some of you know by now which is captivate.fm so go and check that out as well uh, we're on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook and if you like the show and want to support us do that over on patreon patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion and thank you to our current patrons it's been a huge crack this week dude been a good one it's always a crack with the lads, lads, lads. Yeah, cheers, everyone. Um, we've been on one today, haven't we? I apologise. We've got like three new stories and a lot of bands. So thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, and we'll see you next week with more of the same. <laughs> Indeedy. Take care of yourself. Uh, stay safe and healthy. And as always, may the force be with you. Always. Always.